Hey, it's Breathe Go Flow time. This is Tracy Warfield, your head cheerleader. And you're in the right place if you're ready to start, jumpstart, or restart living the life of your dreams and flowing with it. And just a reminder, y'all, this flowing with it is about you showing up as authentically, unapologetically unicorn you. This isn't about my journey. This is about your journey. This is about you showing up and doing and moving and working and offering and giving and serving and all of those things in the way that you do and the way that you are becoming and the way that most floats your boat, yeah? I'm just here to cheer you on, yeah? Welcome to episode 120, and this is epic for me. Yeah, for me, yeah? Because I get to welcome, as my first guest on Breathe Go Flow podcast, one of my most favorite people on this earth, and my good friend, Gwenna Gigi Lucas, y'all. Welcome, Gigi. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be your first. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Oh, hey. So Gigi and I are friends and we go back a long way and, and I'm going to tell you why I've asked her to come on to, to my, my show um, and to this podcast. This podcast is all about showing up authentically, unapologetically you and realizing that you're enough and that what is inside of you, the deepest parts of you that is trying to bubble up when you give it attention, man, it just lights you up. And, and to me, she, she is that. We have known each other for, oh, how long have we known each other? Man, I honestly think maybe 2005, no, 2009, 2010-ish. It's like almost 10 years, and, and we'll talk about how we met. But before we dive in, y'all, y'all, I want to reintroduce you to this woman. So she is, Gigi is an, an, just an extraordinary woman and and friend and and so many things and i i think i'm gonna read the bio because i don't want to miss nothing because i'll just spend the whole time going she's amazing y'all my friend rocks <laughs> and i think maybe you want to know a little bit more about her so Gigi is a citizen of the world and uh, with 18 plus years of experience in global brand design and international expansion with hundreds of thousands of miles of air travel to prove it. She's helped brands like Nike, Kate Spade, Carter's, Oshkosh, and J. Crew with retail identity and integrated marketing. She has used her visual skills and keen eye for branding to help businesses drive exponential bottom line growth. Now, as an advisor and a consultant, Gigi has leveraged her experience and expertise to guide over 35 startups and tech companies affiliated with Entrepreneurs Roundtable Accelerator, ERA in New York City. Hey, New York. The DEC in Dallas and CAMS in Orlando. She has also led and facilitated action-oriented corporate workshops with successfully for companies like Amazon, Facebook, Ooh, General Assembly, Microsoft, and WeWork. Most recently, Gigi has combined her personal passion for the ocean with her professional experience to increase cultural and gender diversity in the surf industry, through rep representation in media, retail offerings, and in the water. She, along with three other women, co-founded a collective for women of color surfers called Textured Waves. 
To date, the organization has been featured in major media outlets such as Vogue.com, Surfer Magazine, and Surfer's Journal French Edition. Now, I have to also add here, Gigi has just been featured in uh, Oprah Magazine. My friend is large, y'all. She's large, and she's doing amazing work uh, as, as a global servant. In 2018, Gigi officially launched a nonprofit organization called Surfer Negra with a singular goal to hashtag diversify the lineup by democratizing the sport to make surfing accessible to any kid anywhere. Again, I'm, I'm welcoming, I'm doing high kicks over here, welcoming my, my friend, my sister, Gwena Gigi Lucas, again. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, hearing the bio coming from your mouth so el eloquently, I feel so cool. Like, I actually feel like I'm a, a cool kid. <laughs> Girl, you, you, you wrote the bio. Okay, you wrote the bio. <laughs> it's true. Now, we're, we, you know, we're going to try, you know, to, to not just be like, yeah, yeah, girl, you're the best. I love you. During this, this whole episode. But I think that's what friends do. And that's what rock star peeps do. And that's what cheerleaders uh, do for each other. But I, I want to, I wanted to have Gigi on because it's about her story and it's about her purpose and it's about the way that she is living her life uh, and about the way that she is serving and showing up so big and boldly in her life. She even has a whole chapter, uh, certainly starts out with a whole chapter in my book, Breathe Big, Live Big. That's how much she has made an impact on my life as a friend and, and as a servant and as a, a mentor and an inspirer. So, so I, wanna, I wanna start off Gwena by, we said we met almost like 10 years ago. We met at the Harlem YMCA. Oh yes, <laughs> How did 135th and Linux. <laughs> yes, Harlem Y. <laughs> and we met in a yoga class. I was teaching the class and, and you tell it, you tell it better than I do. Yeah. I mean, so before we, we go into like how we met story, um, you know, it's as you were talking like, oh, you know, I don't want it, this to be a love fest. But when you've known someone for this long and you've seen all of the ups and downs, successes and failures, yeah. we like I think we realize and have to learn to appreciate where we've come from, yeah. you know, and 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 it wasn't easy. It has not been easy. And starting off like at the Y, right, I remember taking your class and literally not being able to touch my toes like I was mm -hmm. so bound with stress that that you know silent killer and yep. all of the weights of the world of and and trying to live a life of who I thought other people thought I should be and mm. here I was in Tracy's class the most zen place I could find in the city and <laughs> um just trying to release constantly trying to release and I remember one day literally having this massive spasm in my groin muscle and mm -hmm. all I could do was just lay on the floor and cry. And then Tracy comes up and is just like, just lay here as long as you need to, I'll be here. And that's how, that's how this friendship has been I'm since then. I'm already crying. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that girl. Yeah. I do. I remember that. I remember that you were in, uh, you know, y'all, y'all know my, my, my history and you know that yoga is such a big part of what I do here, my offering at, by Tracy. And I started off very humbly as, as, as Gigi said, you know, it, it starts somewhere. You have to start 
somewhere and I had left similarly, uh, you know, or I had recently left similarly my, my corporate life and decided that there was, there was something else for me to do and, and something else, some, another way for me to serve. And I started off by literally just teaching one class at the Harlem YMCA, which was a few blocks from my home. And so to, to, to meet people uh, in that space was really, really powerful for me, just as powerful for me. And I remember that day, I remember you in the back of that, that's a big old studio there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and laying in pigeon pose or on your back, I think it was one of the two. And, and we just, you just never know, you never know how you're going. I didn't know what was going on in your life. And we never know, I talk about this all the time, how we're going to, uh, who we're gonna meet and, and how we're going to meet them and how we can, we can help and serve in that moment. We just, we just never know. Yeah, that's so true. And just like the symbolic nature of how that relationship manifested, like sometimes you are just like knocked on your back. Yeah. And Ooh. it's that person, yeah, it's that person who, doesn't try to force you up, but allows you to go through the process yeah. and just like literally stand by and be your cheerleader. And like from that point, I mean, I don't know if you remember or not, but from that point, I think I might have called you to say thank you. And then we started talking and then yeah. we ha- ended up having lunch and then the rest is history. The rest yeah. is history, literally. So, yeah. So it's interesting because I want to I want to get to, to, to Gigi's story. And it, and it really, at least for me, the part that I came to know in the story was that lunch. And, and I was trying to decide what I wanted to do with my offering, to expand my offering. And, and I really didn't know the direction I was going in. And here I met with this person, had no idea of her background at the time, which was, you know, marketing and all, she's a power. I had no idea. You don't know, you don't know y'all dress up when you get on planes, you don't know. <laughs> but, and, and, and she had these ideas and, and we went to lunch and, and, she in lunch announced that she was going to be moving to Costa Rica to mm. to to surf and to start a new life and and I guess my first question for you is you know you're talking about how you had the weight of the world on you and you were you know working so hard to be and live in a in a you know a life or a lifestyle or a space that just was no longer for you or that was not mm. necessarily authentically you so how did you go from that to I'm going to Costa Rica to surf. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it definitely wasn't like well thought out. I can tell you that it was, um, yeah, it was just a matter where, um, you know, you come to points in life where you're, you're ending a season and you have to start a new season and you know that things are going to change whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of just moving forward in faith. And with that particular move from New York city, to Costa Rica, the faith walk was releasing everything that I knew and mm-hmm. I thought that defined who I was mm-hmm. and then moving into a space that felt right mm-hmm. and that felt free and that felt like it had room for me to grow. Because at that point, even though I still think New York is one of the greatest cities on the face Absolutely. of the planet, I had, I had outgrown New York at mm-hmm. that time. Yes. And so, so how do you, one of the things that, you know, I talk about a lot, you listen to my podcast. Thank you very much, girl. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I talk a lot about getting quiet, getting still and asking for guidance. And then, 
listening, which for me was a very hard thing to do. It can be a very hard thing to do. And listening to that inner guidance, listening to God, spirit, universe, and, and then actually doing it. What, mm. what made actually doing it when you're given the direction? What made you actually say, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. going. What made you hit you know, by now? It was, it, honestly, it was that isolation piece because at the time I had transitioned out of corporate America full time. I was consulting and therefore I was working from home. Um, so I spent a lot of time by myself in my apartment and then I, I started getting quiet. I started asking the questions to myself and to God and like, you know, what is it that I need to do? And it's funny because I thought that I was quiet and I was being still in New York. Right. But when, <laughs> when, when the transition happened of, of releasing things and moving forward and just taking that, that leap of faith, and then I got to Costa Rica and then I started surfing. Then I really started understanding what it meant to be still, to yeah. be present, and when I tell you, like, it wasn't a pretty thing, to be honest with you, it exposed some really, really negative things that I had in my life yeah. and that I had nurtured and that I, you know, I had developed in terms of dynamics of relationships I had in my life. And mm -hmm. then that patience and that quiet actually beget even more change, even more things that I needed to shed in life. And it was scary. It was yeah. scary. It was a complete dismantling of what I thought I was in the world. Yeah, I, I literally just wrote down dismantling because I, I talk about a lot about uh, in the in the podcast and well anyone I talk to about you know releasing and letting go and things that are out of their seasons. But I, I like that word because it's much more aggressive and active, which is really what it is when you start to when you make that decision to go. You know, most people think I think because of social media and all of that that it's you know all of a sudden it's like black and white. And they're like, oh, you flip the switch and now you're on a surfboard on the cover of Oprah, or you know, <laughs> you flip the switch and now everything falls into place. You flip the switch and now you basically just walk out of your new life with all the things that you had and take them into or your old life and take them into your new life. And that's not how it works. It truly no. is this mm -mm. dismantling and and mm -mm. so you know it's really important for me for anybody who's on the show to really talk about that and and, yeah. and i think you're talking about the pain of it and, yeah. the, and i think confusion sometimes yeah you know i i just recently started likening to this process to um the need to shed old skin or the need mm -hmm. to like put down old self and i mean like most most books even the bible like you talk about um like, what do you need to do in order to be your new self, mm. to become that person who you were always meant to be? And it is just literally, it's not always a constant build. Sometimes yeah. it's a deconstruction, a dismantling in order to move forward. And that's exactly what it is. And, and what I found was that, like, I actually reverted back to type so to speak so a lot of the a lot of the the feelings the energy the the flow of how i used to be at my natural state when i was a kid i was yeah. tapping back into that and what i started realizing was that like for years and i mean like thank god i was really you know fairly successful um doing what i did but for years i wasn't being authentic mm -hmm. and it's interesting seeing yeah it's interesting seeing how life is now and how abundance comes mm -hmm. just from me being me 
just doing you absolutely just, just doing me i mean it's again it's so interesting because i didn't know i didn't know you in that in that past life before that i knew new york and i didn't even mm -hmm. know much about that so i it's really interesting when you meet someone in the midst of a transition when you mm. meet someone at that point like all you know is the person in that transition you don't really yes. know anything about their previous life. It's actually, a, it's an honorable place to, to me, it's like an honor to meet someone in that because you don't have the baggage. You don't know. All you can see is kind of what's peeking through as they are dismantling, as they are letting in and letting go. You don't know, you know, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing because you don't really know like what they're carrying and you don't know how heavy it is and you don't know how to help them. So there, that's a tough thing. But the, yes. the good part is that you can start to see, like people can see you I have this quote um, that I've used in, in my book and, and that I think about often, which is even if you can't see your life, and this is what Gwen is to me, she, this is the, the friend she is to me, even when you can't see your light, right? You can't hide it from other people. It's in you. Mm. The thing that is powerful in you, it's shining. And the people who see you, who really see you, they're gonna see that light in you. They're gonna mm. see, that thing that has been wanting to bubble up in you that is authentic to you, that is not a costume, that is truly, truly you. So it's really interesting. So so you went to you went to Costa Rica, you fell in love with surfing immediately? Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say I... that and then I'll tell my story around surfing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember trying to get Trace on the board. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to try, at least as an adult. I had always wanted to learn how to surf before I turned 40. Yeah. And, um, you know, by chance, like, I ended up going one time and taking a lesson. And it was like the minute I stood up and slid down the line, I was hooked. I was hooked. And so, yeah, it was it was, it was not only... What does it mean uh -huh. to slide, slide down the line? Oh, well, so, Not all right, no, don't let me lie. Don't let me <laughs> lie to you. I actually didn't slide down the line my first my first time up on the board. I went straight to the beach in the white water. So sliding down the line meaning means that you um, kind of slide or surf down the face of a wave. Oh, I didn't And you have that, that pro <laughs> yeah, propelled energy from the wave. And it's a feeling that I cannot explain. It's... Oh. It, to be to be supported in that way by nature yeah. and not only just by nature in that moment but to understand that how waves form sometimes it can take days or weeks mm. to get to that very point that you are and when you put all of that together that's a perfect storm and you know that the universe the world everything is like you always say and your thoughts conspiring to support you yeah it's 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 mind blowing. It's mind blowing. So, the yeah. To answer your question, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, super. Yeah, but to answer your question, um, I hadn't always like been like, oh my gosh, I want to, but it was like a, a very much an adult thing. Got the opportunity, and then when we finally moved to to Costa Rica, like literally, my life was modeled by swells and tides, and mm. I was able to surf at least twice a day, and it just shifted my my mentality and my perspective on everything, on yeah. everything. And so many things that I felt were so important were not. Yes. So yes. many things that I yes. felt were pinnacle and a priority became one. And yep. it literally did a 180 for my life. What would you say is, so absolutely. Uh, again, if y'all, if you're listening, you know, I talk about that a lot, the things that you thought were important 
the, 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 and specifically the things and also experiences, some things that you just thought you could never live without, maybe even some people. Uh, mm -hmm. so, oh, mm, mm. <laughs> so okay we trying to keep this like for y'all but we can go mm. but maybe some people and I mean that with the most compassion um, and love in my heart because now I can say that because there are, there's a season for everything and everybody in in your life and as you move into I'm learning this more and more and more that as you move into your most authentic place or back to really because it's who you were meant to be you know there are situations and things and people who are, who are not supposed to be there with you in that at least not in that way and so it's a very interesting it's a, a very interesting time i was going to say i'm here in vietnam in da nang um Gigi's definitely going to come visit me i hope before i leave this yes. place, so we'll just have to come back <laughs> And maybe I'll get on a surfboard again. But let me ask you this. So you, you know, you fell in love, but not even that. It was you were already in love. You just found it again, it sounds like. You just kind of found it again. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think I think my my question is at what part of it, what was the heart, what is the hardest part? What what is the hardest part and what scares you the most? Because people always ask me, aren't you scared? <laughs> Aren't you scared? I mean, you gave up your six-figure job. You know, you, you you had a whole different life. You were living a whole different life in New York. And a lot of people think of that as the pinnacle of, you know, New York and places like that in the world. Wow, you made it. And then you walked away from it. You did this. Aren't you scared? Weren't you scared? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hilarious because, like, Heck yeah, I'm scared. You know, it's like, yeah. there, yeah. there's nothing, there is nothing easy about any of this. And so like, I don't, I don't trust when people say like, oh no, I just stepped out on courage and everything fell into place. No, like it, there was, a, there were a lot of failures. There were a lot of learnings. Um, like there are still times even today where I'm just like, oh, I don't know. But the thing is, is that I had to do two things. One to shift my relationship with with failure yeah and to understand that it is part of the process yeah. and it is necessary in order to grow and then the second thing was literally to have a sense of humor at all times at all costs yeah yeah it's interesting though that you say that though because i think that i mean again we've known each other through i think probably the at least for me the, the most major transitions in my life at this mm -hmm. point I, I, you've known me and and I think the sense of humor part is just so important and it took me a really really I felt like forever time to laugh yeah. you, like to find to laugh at myself to laugh yeah. at situations to to breathe and and we talk about this a lot on the on the podcast and and just in everything I do you're just holding I was just holding my breath yeah. And, and the laughter doesn't come when you're in that space. And I think, you know, you've spoken about it a bit, but it was the faith that if you just let go and, and allow yourself to, to laugh, literally to like, look at the absurdity of it all. <laughs> yes, yes, this yes. It, it is. And, you know, it's funny because that's, that's actually probably one of the main things that surfing and one of the main of many things that surfing has taught me, because whenever you go out and you have a session, it's inevitable that you're going to wipe out. Right. There is probably not one surfer that could 
I'll probably aside from Kelly Slater, who can go out and have a session and not fall. And the thing is, is that that's how the ocean and life humbles you. That's like right. you're going to fall, that's but right. when you fall, you get back on the board and then you surf again. Yeah. And so it's like, there have definitely been to actually last week, there are times it was a, a, a four to six foot swell, like pretty, you know, pretty thick waves. And me as a 41 year old got knocked off the waves so hard. I mean, fell, slapped, like slapped my face on the ocean. My ear was ringing for the rest of the day, Yeah. but it's okay. We're still here. We're still here. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, it is, I, I laugh because I'm trying to visualize that because my, my first surfing foray was um, not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking, wow, that would have been cool to at least done that. But it wasn't that, but I'm definitely going to get back on the board. I'm also proud to say that I've done a little research. I know who Kelly Slater is. Hello. <laughs> I know. I know who Kelly Slater is. Um, so I'm, I'm making my way. But, you know, one of the things also with you that I'm so proud of you for and that is so cool to watch is, uh, is, is you diversifying the lineup. I want to talk about Surfing Negra your 100 girls camp. Uh, but specifically, you know, I, I'm, I've been to many places now, um, surfing places. I'm here in Da Nang and Nikkei beach and, and there's nobody who looks like you or me, mm. um, really mm. out in the water. Uh, what's it like? What's it like to be the only one or one of a few? I know that you've done some work with textured waves and others, but what's it like? Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunately now it's it feels normal yeah. um, only because, you know, I've had to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, being the only one. Right. But um, what I can say is that when you're out in the ocean, <clears throat> it becomes less about who's around you, but how present you are with Mother Ocean. Mm. And yeah, and so when you're focused on your purpose of being there, then everything else kind of falls to the wayside. And so even with Surfia Negra and having the mission to diversify the lineup and make surfing accessible to any kid anywhere, like that's one thing I always reiterate to the kids that we come in contact with. It's like, yeah, you know, for now, you more than likely will be the only one who looks like you on the lineup. But just know your purpose. That's know that you're here for a reason and know that you're here to change things. Because the more people who are able to step out on faith and just go into places that are uncomfortable confidently, yes, yes. then eventually others will follow because you set the example. Yeah. It, you know, again, it's this is about, uh, to me, it's about stepping out of your zone of comfort and and on faith and shaken and crying with fear and understanding that your vision your purpose is purpose is valid it's it's yes. yours it is yes. it is your walk and you belong in it and you belong there and and you will be held there and and that's just it don't matter who's there you're yeah. you're supposed to be there and you're supposed to be there to serve so there's so many correlations between surfing and, and, and life. What, what do you teach the, uh, the girls at Surfing Negra? What, what is your, your mantra? What is your mission? Yeah, so I mean, in a nutshell, because I'm, I never assume that people just know or they go to the website, but um, so Surfing Negra is a 501c3 nonprofit organization 
that focuses on, as you said, gender and culture diversity in the sport of surfing. And we have two main um, programs right now. We have the Hunter Girls Fund and we also have Surf to Turf. Um, Surf to Turf is an indoor curriculum that we're rolling out now and gonna really expand in 2021. But more like the bigger focus right now is the Hunter Girls program. So it's literally a fund that we collect money for to send girls of color between the ages of seven to 17 to surf camp. Mm-hmm. And the main reason is, is because like, you know, because this is a global podcast, um, there is a very sordid history, as everyone can see, in the United States regarding race. Yes. And particularly around um, the disconnection of Black people in the ocean, mm-hmm. because it, it's only been about 52 years that Black really? people in the United States have been able to legally and freely go to beaches, public beaches. So that means that there are generations of us that have not been able to develop that bond with the ocean, who have not Mm -hmm. been able to, you know, develop that skill set and the knowledge of how the ocean works. Mm -hmm. And so right now, what Surfia Negra is focused on is creating that reconnection Mm -hmm. to the ocean, Um, not only just from, you know, pushing them into the waves on a surfboard, but understanding how it works. And in turn, what, as your question was, what we teach them is confidence. Mm-hmm. We teach them self-acceptance because when you're in the water, it brings you all the way back to your natural self. And I'm meaning, I mean hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you ain't hiding it. Yeah. Whatever it is, you it's are coming not hiding it. It's coming, it out, coming but I, out. I, I can because there's no hair on my head. I, I, lo- I love that. I love that. So I love so much about water and the ocean and that there, everybody's kind of on even ground. You just, yes. you've been washed. You've yes, been washed. Yes. And when you, and also when you develop a relationship with a natural resource like the ocean, you learn to take care of it. Yes. You know, so this is, this is a multi-prong, um, even though surfing is a vehicle, it's a multi-prong um, learning opportunity for the next generation. And mm-hmm. the, that's the, the main thing, like everybody, I, you know, I don't expect everyone to go through the program to become like a professional surfer. I yeah. understand that. But the life lessons that you learn through surfing yeah. carry on forever. Because I remember that was a one question I asked myself, or I said to myself, when I first, you know, the concept of surfing and it came up, I was like, man, why aren't more of us doing it? And then, man, you know what? If someone who is younger than me mm-hmm. could learn what I'm learning at this point mm-hmm. about life, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I ask, I ask myself that question all the time as well. Uh, when I look at just the things that, that, you know, some of the things that I've done in my life, like traveling the world and mm-hmm. travel is a big thing as well. And, and specifically for uh, uh, African-Americans and people, it, you're starting to see more of it, but still I'm often the, you know, one of the very few in the room uh, traveling internationally and, yes. and spending time and doing things. And you're right, it's because it, it wasn't available. It wasn't available. And so it's, you know, you know, re-indoctrinating and reintroducing and reminding people that this, it's very natural for us to be in the world. It's very natural mm-hmm. for us to be connected. We are connected. We're just disconnected in mind and mentality. And, and before we were disconnected physically, but now there's an opportunity to be introduced. Tell me about um, what do you love so much about what you're doing now? 
what do you love so much about what you're doing now and who that and who that makes you i know it's a new question we practice this y'all um and, and this is this is something i didn't write this is i'm throwing it out there I was like, hold on, wait a minute. That hold wasn't on, listening. that's not in my notes. It's the last thing. It's the last. It's not in my notes. Um, the reason why I say this is because, I mean, I know a lot of the answers to, or at least I, I think, but when I when I look at you, I've seen you just evolve and, and, and become more and more at ease. You know, I talk about the difference between being comfortable and, mm-hmm. and being easy. Comfort, comfort is not a word that I use. I use the word mm-hmm. easy and being yeah. easy in your skin. And I've watched you become more and more, even as you are, I mean, y'all, she is showing up and showing out in the best of ways for, for, for what she believes in and who she is and just shining brightly. So, so mm-hmm. my question, right? Which is, you know, what, 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 what about it makes you so happy and so, so yeah. thrilled to be doing what you do? What do you love so much about it? Man, this is a great question. I don't think anyone's thank asked you. this question before. Oh, thank but, you. <laughs> thank you so much. Not even open um, mag. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, so I honestly, it's, it's the superficial answer is, I mean, of course, I get to talk and about and do, I get to surf all the time. Like, yeah. that's great. But the, but the deeper answer is that this journey has taught me to trust and the things that are for me yeah, and to not worry about the things that are not. And mm-hmm. so there have been times where like, I'll have a plan in my mind and it doesn't quite work out. And like, I promise you, Tracy, I let it go. Yeah, I let I it go. And, and all of the things that have been happening, all of the exposure, all the publicity, it's not something that I actively sought after. No, nope. it came. That's right. And yeah, and that's and that's the one thing that like that makes me so happy is because I realized that when I when I started really just again walking in faith and just mm-hmm. following my gut, following mm-hmm. my nose, mm-hmm. and living in my purpose, like really focus on that. Right. Things happen. Things happen. My things, I know, happen. things happen. I mean, I know it's uh, watching you. I've seen that, and, and and you know, we talk, we talk fairly. Well, we talk more often now than we used to. I think, and we, we yeah, tend, I tend agree. To, to check in and have a prayer moment and have a, a moment together. And I'm, you know, we're worlds apart. Don't you just love technology? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> you had one, to move all the way to Vietnam for us to talk. More. Talk this regularly, <laughs> exactly. Right. We were like, you know, a few blocks away in Harlem, and and that was what's <laughs> happening. But uh, I don't I don't want to keep you. But one of the things that we, you know, that I, I think about is, and it's one of my latest episodes, which is Hello, Surrender. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, this is a major practice for most of us. I know, y'all, I'm not on a high mountain. It's a huge practice for me. And, and Gigi and I have talked about it many a times of being able to just trust, surrender to what is right? In the best of ways. This doesn't mean holding up the white flag all the time. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it says, I'm going to let, I'm giving that up to, to the universe, to God, to, to, to deal with, because apparently I'm not meant to deal with that in that way. Right. But the biggest part, which I've watched you do and, and you know, I've done is to say, okay, that's that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If it's not for me, thank you for closing that door. Thank you. Yeah. Right, which yes. is very hard. It's hard, y'all. Yes. It's the dismantling of the ego yes. that just says, it's not for me. 
that's not for me. This person's not for me. This place is not for me. This experience is not for me. Show me, open the door for me to where you need me to go. Point me in that direction. Because what is for you will not pass you, as seen by this, 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 this amazing woman that I'm talking to. What is for you cannot pass you, even if you don't call so for it. <laughs> so true. That is, that, was, that is one of the truest, truest things. If it is for you, it will not pass you. And I, and like, I don't want to mislead anyone listening to think that, you know, you don't have hard days. You do. Oh, you do. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those things where you do, it's so pinnacle to have, to surround yourself with good people and to have healthy conversation always, always, yes. always. Because if you're, if you're not, and you are stuck in ego or you're, you're concerned about what didn't happen, you're not ready and able and open to receive what is happening. Yeah. Woo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Be- before we wrap, and, and I, I just want to tell you I love you, but also, I know, and, and we love y'all. We want you to show up mm-hmm. in your brightest way, but also knowing realistically, which I love that, you know, we could go on and on, but this is a podcast. We can't do that, but check out my next book, which I'm sure Gigi will be <laughs> featured. It is not, it is not an easy journey. So when you see someone who is showing up and serving in this way and doing the things that she's doing in this way, we, we need to be reminded that, you know, pictures are a beautiful thing. But there's so much that goes into it. And so much of that work is, is work with you. It's work with your faith. It's work with you showing up and, and not doing sometimes. Not doing. Just not doing yes. for a moment. Yes. Getting quiet, getting still, and not doing. Really. And, and the other part of it is knowing, um, as you said, knowing that you need to keep yourself surrounded by, by, by a tribe, by rock star peeps that that uh, support that in the most constructive ways, in the most uh, loving ways, in the most visionary ways that they can. So I, I want you to just, just just remind us about how people can can um, support and show up for and put all eyes on Surfe Negra and the work that you are doing. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. So again, I, 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 highly, I highly encourage everyone, you know, drop by the website, www.surfianegra.com. That's S-U-R-F-E-A-R-N-E-G-R-A.com. And just share the message. That's the biggest, um, most important thing that we can ask. And if you are financially inclined to do so, feel free to um, support a girl. And it's about $350 on average to support one girl to go to surf camp and then even if you can't you know make that like any kind of in-kind donation is greatly greatly appreciated but the biggest thing is just like check us out share our message check out our instagram which is the same handle at surfianegra and hopefully we'll see you on the waves yeah definitely hey what's up what's up next for for you and surfianegra you got anything fun happening coming up soon that we need to know about or any yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, like I mentioned before, uh, we are rolling out our Surf the Turf program in a very big way ahead of the 2021 Olympics. So, stay tuned nice. for um, ways to get involved with that. And then also, we just um, confirmed a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club Woo-hoo. here in the United States. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, it's a huge deal because they have a pipeline of so many girls who fit the the demographic and. It's, it's just, I, you know, one thing that I've also learned is to, like, don't reinvent the wheel. 
like yoke up with people who are, who have done it and to be efficient with what you want to do because we need each other despite yes. what you know sometimes the macro world seems to say no we really need each other so leverage us like leverage everyone in your network but yes i'm excited i'm really excited well you know i leverage you this is my girl yes this is gonna <laughs> Gigi lucas listen get yourself run get yourself a friend and a mentor and an inspirer she's so many things to me and all the work that you're doing i love it you know i cheer you y'all you can find all the information on surfing negra and 100 girls camp and and the work that she's doing in the show notes so if you didn't catch that you will catch it in the show notes and I want you to go there and I want you to support her and them and all that they're doing uh, to, to show up. Because really, I've said this a million times, if you haven't figured it out, we are here to support and serve each other. That's it, that's what we're here for. That's divine beings on this earth to show up, to love, support and serve. And if not now, when? So make sure that you do that. I love you, girl. Thank you so I much. I love for you and me. I am so proud of you. I'm I so appreciate proud of you. you too. I know. Listen, y'all, <laughs> we didn't get this in, but maybe Gigi will hang on just one more second because we didn't get a chance to breathe. And I just want you before you leave today, before you turn off this podcast, before you move on with your day, to just take a moment to get quiet, to get still. Maybe take a hand to belly, a hand to heart. We've unloaded a, a, a bunch for you today, right? To inspire you that if, if, if we can do it, if, if she can do it, if she can go out and serve in the way that she's doing, you can too. You can live your, your dreams. They're just waiting for you to give them attention. So take a deep inhale through your nose. Open your mouth, let it go with a woo-sah. And remember to be grateful. This is the best life, man. We are living it. Also remember, I am, I am, I am, I can, I can, I can, I will, I will, I will. Queen of affirmations here. Keep breathing, stuff changes. <laughs>